Book Five, Chapter Two B of A Family of Noblemen by Mikhail Saltikov Shedrin, translated by Avram Yarmolinsky, eighteen ninety to nineteen seventy five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Book Five, Forbidden Family Joys, Chapter Two B. Here, look at it! Ulita exclaimed triumphantly bringing the child close to the face of porfiry vladimirych for a moment it looked as if yudushka were hesitating his body swayed forward and a bright spark flashed in his eyes but only for a moment the next instant he turned up his nose squeamishly and waved his hand no no i am afraid i don't like them go away go away he began to stammer with infinite aversion in his face why don't you at least ask if it's a boy or a girl ulita pleaded with him no no what for it's none of my business it's your affair and i don't know anything i don't know anything and i don't want to know either go away for christ's sake be gone again ulita felt as though she were in a nightmare with satan standing in front of her it exasperated her i'll take him and put him on your sofa go nurse him that was a threat but yudushka was not the man to be moved while ulita was threatening he was already facing the ikon with hands stretched upward evidently he was imploring god to forgive all people those who sinned knowingly and those who sinned unknowingly those who sinned in word and those who sinned in deed and he thanked the lord that he himself was not a sinner or an adulterer and that the lord in his grace had led him in the righteous path even his nose trembled with the solemnity of his feeling ulita observed him for some time blew out her lips in disgust and left god took one volodka and gave another volodka flashed up in yudushka's mind quite irrelevantly but he at once became aware of this sudden play of thought and spat inwardly in annoyance soon the priest came and chanted and burned incense yudushka heard the drawl of the sexton as he was chanting o zealous protectress and gladly chimed in soon ulita came running to the door again and shouted he was christened volodymyr yudushka was moved by the strange coincidence of this circumstance and his recent aberration of mind he saw the will of god in it and this time he did not spit but said to himself well then thank god he took one volodka and gave another that's what god can do you lose something in one place and you think it's gone but god if he wishes rewards you for it a hundredfold at last it was announced that the samovar was on the table and the priest was waiting in the dining-room porfiry vladimirych became quite peaceful and solemn the golovliovo priest father alexander was a polite man and he endeavoured to give his intercourse with yudushka a worldly tone in the landlord's manner there were all-night vigils every week and on the eve of every principal holiday in addition to the ceremonial services performed every first of the month that meant an income of over a hundred roubles a year father alexander was not unmindful of this nor of the fact that the landmarks between the church lands and yudushka's lands had not yet been settled upon and yudushka on passing the church meadows would many times exclaim my what fine meadows so the priest's worldly behavior toward yudushka was tempered by fear which came out every time the priest visited the manor he would work himself up into gay spirits though he really had no occasion to feel happy 
and when porfiry vladimirych gave expression to heresies concerning the ways of providence the afterlife and so forth the priest though not quite approving of the heresies still did not consider them sacrilegious and blasphemous but ascribed them to the temerity of spirit characteristic of the gentry when yudushka entered the priest hurriedly gave him his blessing and just as hurriedly pulled his hand back as if afraid the bloodsucker would bite it he wanted to congratulate his spiritual son on the birth of the new little vladimir but uncertain how yudushka was taking the matter he decided not to congratulate him it's misty outdoors the priest began by popular signs in which one may say there seems to be a great deal of superstition such a state of the atmosphere signifies that thawing weather is near and maybe it will turn out to be a frost we are foretelling thawing weather and god will go ahead and send us a frost retorted yudushka with a bustling air of gaiety and seated himself at the table this time attended by the butler prokhor it is true that man in his aspirations strives to attain the unattainable and to gain access to the inaccessible and as a consequence he incurs cause for penance or even veritable grief that is why we ought to refrain from guessing and foretelling and be satisfied with what god sends us if he sends us warm weather we ought to be satisfied with warm weather if he sends us frost let us welcome the frost we'll order the stoves heated more than usual and those who travel will wrap themselves tight in fur coats and there you are we're all warm quite true there are many nowadays who go circling round they don't like this and they are dissatisfied with that and the other thing is not after their heart but i don't approve i don't make forecasts myself and i don't care for it in others it is haughtiness of spirit that's what i call it well that's true too we are all pilgrims here that's how i look at it well as to having a glass of tea or a light bite or something we are allowed to do that for god gave us our body and limbs even the government would not forbid us that you can eat if you want to it says but hold your tongue also perfectly true exclaimed the priest tapping the saucer with the bottom of his empty tea-glass in exultation over the harmony between them as i understand it god gave man reason not to explore the unknown but to refrain from sin if i for instance feel a craving of the flesh or a temptation of some kind i call my reason to the rescue and say show me forsooth the ways by which i may overcome this craving and i am quite right for in such cases reason can really be of great use still faith is superior in a way the priest offered in slight correction faith is one thing and reason is another faith points out the goal and reason finds the way it goes searching in every direction till at last it finds something take for instance all these drugs and plasters and healing herbs and potions all of them have been invented by reason but we ought to see to it that such invention is in accordance with faith to our salvation and not to our ruin i cannot disagree with you in this either there is a certain book father that i read some time ago it says that one must not disdain the offices of reason if the latter is guided by faith for a man without reason soon becomes the plaything of passion and i even think that the first downfall of man came about because the devil in the shape of the serpent beclouded the human reason the reverend father did not object to this either though he refrained from assent since it was not yet clear to him what yudushka had up his sleeve 
we often see that people not only fall into sinful thought but even commit crimes all because of lack of reason the flesh tempts and if there is no reason man falls into the abyss man craves something sweet he craves gaiety and pleasure especially when it comes through women how will you preserve yourself without the aid of reason and if let's say for instance i do possess reason i'll take some camphor and rub it in where necessary and put some in other parts and before you know the craving is over as if it had never been there yudushka became silent as if waiting to hear what the priest had to say in response but the priest was still uncertain what yudushka was driving at and therefore he only coughed and said quite irrelevantly there are hens in my yard very restless on account of the change of season they run and jump about and can't find a place for themselves all because neither birds nor beasts nor reptiles possess reason what is a bird it has no worry no cares just flies about the other day for instance i looked out of the window and saw some sparrows pecking at manure manure is enough for them but not for man yet in some cases even the scriptures take birds as examples oh in some cases that's true where faith without reason can be a man's salvation we must do as the birds do pray to god compose verses porfiry vladimirych grew silent though talkative by nature and though the event of the day naturally lent itself to a lengthy discussion the most suitable form for the remarks on the subject had evidently not yet ripened in his mind birds need no reason he said at last because they have no temptations or rather they have temptations but they are never called to answer for their doings birds lead a natural life they have no property to take care of no legitimate marriages hence no widowhood they are responsible neither to god nor to the authorities they have only one lord the cock the cock that's true the cock is a sort of sultan of turkey to them but man has so arranged his life that he has given up the liberties granted to him by nature and therefore he needs much reason first to keep himself from falling into sin and second not to tempt others am i right father it is gospel truth the scriptures advise us to pluck out the tempting eye that is if you understand it literally but there may be a way of avoiding sin not by plucking out the eyes but by seeing to it that the eye is not tempted one must have more frequent recourse to prayer and curb the unruly flesh take me for instance i am in good health and vigor i dare say well i have female servants still that does not disturb me in the least i know i can't get along without servants well then i keep them i keep male servants and female servants of every kind a maid is needed in the household to fetch something from the cellar to pour the tea bring in something to eat well god bless her she does her work and i do mine and so we get along very nicely indeed while speaking yudushka tried to look into the priest's eyes and the latter in his turn tried to look into yudushka's but happily there was a burning candle between them so that they could look at each other to their heart's content and see nothing but the flame of the candle and then again i take it this way if you become intimate with your female servants they'll begin to have their way in the house and you'll have squabbles and disorder and quarrels and impertinence i like to keep away from such things the priest stared so steadily that his eyes began to swim 
Good manners, he knew, demanded that in general conversation one should every now and then join in with at least a word. So he shook his head and muttered, And if at that, Yudushka went on, one behaves as other folks do, as my dear neighbor Mr. Anpetov, for example, or my other neighbor Mr. Utrobin, then you can fall into sin before you know it. Utrobin has six offspring on his place, begot in that disgraceful way. But I don't want it. I say that if God took away my guardian angel, it means that such was his holy will, that he wanted me to be a widower. And if I am a widower by the grace of God, I must observe my widowerhood honestly and not contaminate my bed. Am I right, father? It's hard, sir. Oh, I know it's hard, but still I observe it. Some say it's hard, and I say the harder the better, provided God is with you. We can't all have it sweet and easy. Some of us must bear hardships in the name of God. If you deny yourself something here, you will obtain it there. Here it is called hardship, and there virtue. Am I right? As right as can be. And talking about virtues, they are not all of the same kind. Some virtues are great, others are small. What do you think? yes quite possible there may be small virtues and great virtues that's just what i say if a man is careful in his behavior if he does not speak vile words if he does not speak vain words if he does not judge others if in addition to all this he does not vex anybody or take away what is not his that man will have a clear conscience and no mud can soil him and if anyone secretly speaks ill of a man like that, give it no heed. Spit at his insinuations. That's the long and short of it. In such cases, the precepts of Christianity recommend forgiveness. Oh, yes, forgive also. That's what I always do. If someone speaks ill of me, I forgive him and even pray to God for him. He is the gainer because a prayer on his behalf goes to heaven. And I, too, am the gainer, for after I have prayed, I forget about the whole matter. That's correct. Nothing lightens one's heart as much as a prayer. Sorrow and anger and even ailment all run before it as does the darkness of night before the sun. Well, thank God, then. And we should always conduct ourselves so that our life is like a candle in a lantern, seen from every side. Then we shall not be misjudged, for there will be no cause. Take us, for example. We sat down here a while ago, have been chatting and talking things over. Who could find fault with us? And now let us go and pray to the Lord, and then to bed. And tomorrow we shall rise again. Isn't that so, Father? Yudushka rose noisily, shoving his chair aside in sign that the conversation was at an end. The priest also rose and made ready to raise his arm to bless, but Porfiry Vladimirych, as an indication of special favor, caught the priest's hand and pressed it in his own. So he was christened Vladimir, father, said Yudushka, shaking his head sadly in the direction of Yevpraksia's room. In honor of the saintly Prince Vladimir, sir. Well, God be praised. She is a good and faithful servant, but as to intelligence, well, she hasn't much of it. That's why they fall into adultery. End of Book 5, Chapter 2 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine